Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Nazir Daf Yud Zayin and also Daf Yud Chesam and Aleph. We'll be wrapping up uh, about a third of the way down on Yud Chesam and Beis. Actually, we're going to push a little bit um, because the Siga has no really clean ending spots until we get to the two dots. Yesterday, we began a discussion, a machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. And if you look, just glance back on Tezayin Amidbez at the middle of the page of the Gemara, the case that we were dealing with was a person who accepted Nazirus upon themselves in a Beis HaKvaros. Rabbi Yochanan says that the Nazirus was Chal, and Reish Lakish says that the, the Nazirus was not Chal. Now, the context in which we are discussing is a man who is standing in a Beis HaKvaros. So obviously... It would be like like kind of having a wine infusion, like working in a wine cellar and saying, Hareini nausea. You're constantly tasting wine. You're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. So if this guy is a custodian at a cemetery, it's the wrong place. How wrong is it? Rish Lakish says that it's very wrong. It's a zero, non-starter. And Rav Yochanan was a little bit more, um, a little bit, I don't know, strict, lenient, depending on how you look at it, to say that there really is some chalos of the, of the nazirus. And we asked a few questions yesterday on Reish Lakish, and it made his shita very difficult to stand. So now the Gemara is going to give a new version of what this machlokas is, and we're starting on Yudzayin Amaralev, eight lines down. Omar Mar Baravashi. Mar Baravashi says no. Mechal, in regards to whether or not there was chalos of the Nazirus, everyone agrees that there is a chalos, that the Nazirus, was that me? Everyone agrees that there is a chalos, um, that the Nazir did, the Naziris actually did start. What is it that we're talking about? We're talking about Malkos. So if in fact there is a Chalos of the Nazirus and he's standing on top of a Kever when he does it, does he get Malkos for that or not? There was no, there was, there was no like time for there to elapse between the time he said Hareini Nazir and he's standing on a Kever right now. So do you get Malkos in that case? Yes or no? So, so is there a Nazir in this? If you're a Nazir, you're not allowed to be to become Tummy. So, but if you already are. Why are you talking about a Misa? So, well, he was warned to leave the cemetery. He's sitting on top of a kever. So, so, so the Misa is that he accepted his gifts. Nah, no, that's verbal. That's not a Maisa. By Lashon Hara, there's no Malkos. It's a Lav Shebo Maisa. Dibor, it's Machlokas and Sugis and Shabbos. He refused to leave. Obviously, he was warned, and we'll discuss that at the bottom of the page. So their Machlokas, Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish, in this new version, in version 2.0 of what their Machlokas is, is about Malkos. Rav Yochanan Savar, Kevin Dechai Lalaki, he holds that there are there would be Malkos for a person who did Hareini Nazir while he was in a Beis HaKvaros. Reish Lakish Savar, Lo Laki Lechaila. And the Gemara throws one, two, three questions at Reish Lakish until we blow his shita out of the water. And we will conclude a little foreshadowing that, yes, a person who accepts Nazirus upon themselves in a Beis HaKvaros would get lashes for what they have done. Esve Rav Yochanan, the Reish Lakish, what was question number one that Rav Yochanan asks to Reish Lakish about his shita? Let's repeat his shita. That Reish Lakish holds that there's no malkos, even for a person who's standing in a Beis HaKvaros, if he accepted upon himself the Nazirus in the Beis HaKvaros. And he quotes from our Mishnah. 
Misha Nazar, who Bevesakvaros, that's literally our case. Those that amount of time, from the time he accepted Naziris upon himself until he leaves. Until he leaves and comes back. We said Yatsa, and then he leaves and then he gets his Tara process and then comes back. Those days don't count. What's the Diuk? So it says the Gemara, Korban Tuma, Hudelomaisi, but Hamilki Lakiele. So the way that Rav Yochanan looks at this Brisa, he makes a Diuk and says, Yeah, it's true that you don't bring a Korban Tuma, it doesn't mean you don't get Malkos. You do get Malkos. But Haraya says Rabbi Yochanan that I'm right. Rish Lakish responds, It really could have said Enoloka in our Mishnah that there are no Malkos. And really, your Diuk of Korban Tumu Hudalomaisi, Hamilki Laki Ale is incorrect. It's for symmetry purposes. But the only reason we don't say Enoloka, though we could have, was for symmetry purposes. But Really, Reish Lakish says, I can still stand on my own two feet, and it's still possible for, possible for me to hold that a person who was Nazar, Bevesakvaros, that he doesn't have Malkos on the Tumah. And halfway down, the Gemara on Yudzayin Amaralf asks another question on Reish Lakish. Toshma, remember, Reish Lakish was of the opinion that Misha Nazar, Bevesakvaros, uh, Nazar Bevesa Kvaros, that he gets no Malkos on the Tumah. Let's take, out, take a look at this, Brysa. Toshma, the Brysa writes, and we've seen this brisa a couple of times already, and we're actually going to spend much of today analyzing this brisa in depth on the Ahmed Bays. We're going to discuss this brisa more. We've seen it a few times out of context, and we're going to get into a little bit of learning. Toshma, ein bein tame, shenozar, a person who was already tame. There's no difference between a person who was tame already and tried to take on Nazirus, lenazir tahor shenitma, or a person who was tahor, who took on Naziris and then became Tameh. So again, sequence of events. Was I Tameh first and then accepted Naziris? Or was I Tahor, accepted Naziris and then became Tameh? These two people, the only difference between them is Ella, Tameh Shenozar, the person who was Tameh first, Shvi Shelo Olamina Minyan, the Nazir Tahor Shenit Ma'en Shvi Shelo Olamina Minyan. We'll discuss this machloka, this uh, this shita, this brisa a little bit later in the, in, the, in the day today. But the point is that this brisa leaves room for the following uh, issue. We had said that there's only one difference between Tameh Shenazar and Nazir Tahor Shenitma. What did we say the difference was about the seventh day? So says the Gemara, Halamalkos, Zevazeshavim. It seems that they're both going to have the same din in Malkos, which is that they're both going to be held accountable for Malkos. Because we said that there's no difference between the two, and certainly one of them should be Chayav Malkos for what happened here. A person who's Tahor becomes Tami. He deserves Malkos. He did something wrong. And if the Halacha is the same in both cases, then the Halacha should be that uh, that there are Malkos in a case of Nazir Shenitma. Uh, Nazir Shehizir. Uh, shehizir. So therefore, Kasha again on Resh Lakish. Resh Lakish uh, wriggles his way out. Amar Le, Lo. Letiglachas Zevazesh Shavim. No, with that, the inference there is to say that they really were very similar in regards to Tiglachas, that their halachos for getting their hair cut was the same. We'll discuss that later today as well. So it says the Gemara, wait one second, wait one second. The Brisa specifically said that there was one difference between a case of Tamesh and Nazar and Tahor she, Shehizir Benitma. And we had said what the difference was, was about day seven. If you're going to tell me that we can't make an inference about, about Malkos, then that means that there's a difference between one and the other. Because what did the Brisa say? The only difference between Tameh Nazar and Tahor, who became, and a Nazir Tahor who became Tameh, was the, the seventh day. 
which means that the halacha should have been the same about malchus. But if you want to say now, that should have been listed in the Bryce as one of the differences. The Bryce should have said, this and that, except for the seventh day and malchus. So says the Gemara, your question is a good question. But it's actually rejected. And Reish Lakish wriggles out of this one as well. He says, this b'risa was only written about the front end of uh, of your Naziris, only about uh, getting out of Tuma. But we're not dealing with what happens when you are breaking the rules. We're only talking about how you get out of Tuma, not about, not about anything else. And therefore, whether or not there's going to be Malkos is not really a relevant conversation. And therefore, b'risa number two, uh, Reish Lakish comes out somewhat unscathed. He won't. He won't uh, exist past this one, though. His shita will be knocked down. And here's the final brisa that goes against Reish Lakish. Eight lines or so from the bottom of the page. Toshma, Mishahaya Tame Vinazar, a person who is already Tame and he accepts Naziris upon himself. Aser legalech v'lishdosiayin. He's not allowed to shave and he's not allowed to drink wine. V'im gileach v'shasa yayin v'nitma lemesim. If he does any of these three, harezes sofegis harbayim. So then he ends up being Sofigus Harbaim. He gets Malkos. That's a Tiyufta. Why is that a Tiyufta? Because what was the language over here? That he gets, he gets Malkos. That's a very explicit Brisa. And Reish Lakish throws his hands up, Tiyufta. But it sounds like the way, at least the way I'm reading it, he has to do all three. It doesn't say or, it said and. No, that can't, that can't, that can't be, that can't be, it has to be that he's doing any one of them, because we know they're separate Isurim. I know, but it's, it's above. Correct, correct. You're correct about that, but it's so clear from the Pesukim and Chumash that they're separate Isurim, that that it's just a shorthand. It's not, your your question's good on the text of the Gemara, but it's not correct halachically, because it's for sure true that if you violate any one of them. Um, that you're going to be Chayv uh, Malko. So this rejects the Shita of Reish Lakish, and we therefore conclude uh, as follows. We had said that there's a Machlokas Reish Lakish and Rav Yochanan in regards to a, uh, a Tamesh Nazar, and we conclude that if this guy is sitting in the Beis HaKvaros and he says, Hareini Nazir, instantly gets Malkos. Instantly. How instantly? That's the next question of the Gemara. And the Gemara says five lines from the bottom, Boy Rava. Rava asks Akasha, Nazir, Uhu Beis HaKvaros, is that a that should be a ta, it should be Nazir? No, Bach changed it to Nazar. Oh, I didn't see that. I have just a yud. Yeah, that's like Nazar. Yeah, that makes more. I was actually I actually was looking for the word Tame Shed Nazar, but I, that's what I thought the Bach was gonna do. But good. So boy Rava Nazar, if he takes a Naziris upon himself, Mahu. Now we already learned the basic din about this that he's Chayv Malkos. But what was what's the added layer that Rava's asking? And remember the in history, the way things evolve is that Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish were first, and Rava was was later. Rava was a fourth century Amora. Rav, Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish were in the first century, second century Amorai. So this sugya is what we call a sugya Amorais. This is a sugya that's been layered over time. We started with the early Amorai and we're moving on a little bit in time. So now Rava heard a shear from his Rebbe, who heard a shear from his Rebbe. And now he's saying, wait one second. I heard the shear from Rav Yochanan and Reish Lakish got it. But I have an added question. Is there a period of time that he needs to be exposed to Tumas Meis? To be Chayv and Malkos or not? Where is this question coming from? Because the Chorah sounds like it's out of left field. 
if I put a tray piece of food in my mouth, is there a time period where it has to sit in my mouth? So the Gemara has a, a elsewhere, the Gemara speaks about a very specific din, which is a halacha lamoshim Sinai by the Beis HaMikdash. And the din by the Beis HaMikdash is that if a person becomes Tameh in the Beis HaMikdash, he's only Chayav Malkos for being Tameh Mace in the Beis HaMikdash if he was there for the, a certain period of time. That period of time of Shahia of waiting, is enough time that it takes to prostrate oneself in the Beis HaMikdash to do Hishtach Havaya. So we know that there's a din by the Beis HaMikdash of Shahia that if you're there for long enough, and only if you're there for long enough, are you going to be Chayav Malkos. Does that din get applied over here? Yes or no? So the Gemara says, hey, Chidami, what's the case? Bottom of Yud Zayin, of three lines from the bottom. If they're going to say, hey, hey, genius, don't take Naziris upon yourself in a cemetery. You're not the, the sharpest uh, person in the in the world here. So then then he doesn't need the shahia. The shahia was only meant for those who inadvertently became Tameh. And then Nazir, my time boy Shahia, they warned him. He should have known. So Hachanami, in our case as well, Kamasribe, they warned him. They said, please, you're making an error. Don't do this. It can't be that you're asking about Shahia in a case where we have forewarned this person. He's not smart. He should not be taking Naziris upon himself in a Besakvaros. So on the top of Yodzayan Abbas, the Gemara says. What is really going on? Ella, kigon, shenichnas, b'sheda, teva, umigdal. A person is going to be brought into the place that's tamay uh, in a box. So he's being carried. Let's, if you could imagine the chariots of old that were carried by four strapping men, and there's a, there's a chariot in the middle. So you're sitting inside the, the chariot. Great. All is fine and good. And because of the size of the box, and you're not going to become tamay mace. But then one of your sneaky little friends is a clever guy, um, and he slides open the floor at the bottom of the chariot, and now the tomb is Ola Adla Rakia, and then you become Tamit. In that case, do we, we want to ask the following question? When we have the halacha of Shahia, does that only apply in the Beis HaMikdash? But outside of the Beis HaMikdash, we don't have an application of Shahia. Or perhaps, does it not matter? And we do apply it, yes or no. Does Shehia from the Beis HaMikdash, does that apply elsewhere, yes or no? The Gemara says, take it. We don't know the answer to that question. We don't know. One thing that's clear from the rejection of the first part of the question, though, is that if he knew in advance what was going on, then there's no Shehia. The Havamin of the Gemara is that there should be potentially Shehia, even for a regular case of uh, that's not true. The only possibility is if it's inadvertent, like we had in the base of Mikdash. Okay? And the answer is take who we don't know. This next question will uh, take us to uh, for the next Amud. And the Gemara on Yudzayin Amud base, four lines down, asks the following question. Boy Ravashi. Ravashi wants to know. Nazar, if a person is a Nazir, he accepts Nazirs upon himself in a Besakvaros, would he need to get a haircut due to his tuma or not? So what does this mean? Do we say, when is it that we say that we need a haircut? That's with Tahor Shenitma to come at Tameh Lenizirus. That's only talking about a person who was Tahor, who became Tameh because his, he ruined his Nazirus. He was Metameh his Nazirus, but maybe Aval Tameh Shenazar Lo, because it was already ruined out of the gates. And maybe the only time Maybe the only time we ever have a scenario in which we have the tiglachas, that's only in a case scenario where the person ruined a Tahor version of Nazirus. 
Odelma Loshna, or perhaps there is no difference at all. And to that, the Gemara provides three different possible answers. So let me just review the question outside. A person who was uh, Nazar, uh, Nazar in a Beis Akvaros, will he end up needing to get a haircut at the end of his Tuma status? Yes or no? That's our question. So Tashma, eight lines down, seven lines down, the Gemara provides attempt number one. Toshma, the Brisa writes, Misha Nazar, if a person accepts Naziris upon themselves when they're in a place of Tuma, even if he was there for 30 days, that's the Brisa. We've seen this Brisa numerous times already. And what's the deal from there? Okay, the Brisa says that he doesn't bring a korban, but it's implied that this person who was Nazar Bevesa Kvaros, that when he does finally become Tahor from his Tuma status, that he should get a haircut. So says the Gemara, nice try, but no Raya from the Brisa. Why not? A third of the way down, Mata'am Ka'amar. A matam is a structure. What is the reason for X? It's Y. And it sounds very simple, but we're piecing two things together. Matam enu mevi korban tuma. What's the reason why in this case he doesn't have to bring a korban tuma? Mishum Because he doesn't need to get a haircut. And therefore, we uh, wriggled out of this question of the Gemara. And the Gemara asks, maybe, uh, maybe the Gemara suggests a second possible answer to our question. Let's review our question for, for the third time, just to make sure we're clear. If a person was uh, was Nazar Batuma, he accepted his years upon himself while he was in a Beis Akvaros, do we say that he needs a haircut at the end? Yes or no? So let's see the next Maramukal. And this one we're seeing now for the fourth time, I believe. Ein Bain, Tamesha Nazar. There's no difference between a person who was first Tameh and then accepted Naziris upon himself, as opposed to a person who took it, uh, Naziris upon themselves in their Tahor and they became Tameh. Ella, what's the only difference? That Tameh Shenazar Shvi Shela Ola Lomina Minyan, the Nazir Tahor Shenitma Ein Shvi Shela Ola Lomina Minyan. And this is the Brisa. The Brisa says that when it comes to the difference between a person who starts out his Tuma, starts out in his Naziris Petuma, versus someone who starts out his Naziris Petara and becomes Tameh, the only difference is the seventh day. So says the Gemara, my love, halatik lacha, Well, if the only difference between them is Shvi, that implies that the halacha by Tiglachas is exactly the same. And because we know the din, that when a person is first Tahor and becomes Tameh that he needs a haircut. So then obviously, because the halacha is the same in both cases, by Tameh Shenazar and by Tahor Shenazar and then became Tameh, in both of those cases, it must be that you get a haircut. And that would be an answer to Ravashi's question. Says the Gemara Lo, that's not a good diuk from the Brisa. Why not? Because what was meant to be inferred from there was not about Tiglachas, just rather Halamalko Zevizashavan, like we already learned, that, that, that Nazar Shetameh, Tameh uh, Nazar, that he's going to get Malkos. That was the din that we saw on the, on the bottom of the previous page. So says the Gemara, fine, you can change the diuk, uh, all is fine and good. Aval Tiglachas mai. But if you're saying that there was no diuk to be made by Tiglachas, then what's implied is If you're saying that the inference that they both are to get a Tiglachas is the same by both people, then that's something you should have indicated in the Brisa. Because the whole Brisa was an Ein Bain. We're familiar with the Ein Bains from Maseches Megillah. Ein Bain X and Y except for this. Ein Bain 1 and 2 except for 3. So here we have another Ein Bain. So if you're going to tell me the only difference between uh, Nazar Betuma versus someone who was Nazar Betaram became Tameh is the Shvi, well then if Tiglachas is going to be another difference, then listen it. You should have included that. So says the Gemara. The Gemara wriggles out of this as well. And the Gemara says a little bit more than halfway down. Tana Shvi Shalom V'chol 
when we're talking about the seventh day, it just means the cholmi, whatever halach was applied to them. If you get a haircut by one person, which is the case of a tahor, shehizir, and then became tummy, he would get a haircut. Lav dafka in the case of a person who was tummy first and then became a nazir. And therefore, we don't yet have an answer to our question. And two-thirds of the way down on Yudzayin and Bez, the Gemara says, Toshma, let's try our third response. Again, our question, a person who was first Tameh and then accepted Nazirus upon himself, does he have to get a haircut at the end of the Tuma period? And the third answer is as follows. Ainli Ella, this is a long brysa, goes all the way to the bottom of the page, almost. Ainli Ella Yimei Tumaso Shein Olam Minaminyan. I know that when it comes to the Tameh days of this person who was a Tameh Shehizir, that that uh, those days don't count. How do we know that when Naziris is interrupted by Yemei which is a Mitzorah, how do we know that those days also don't count? Says the Gemara Bedinhu. It's very logical. Now, I'm going to say something now. I just want you to, to be clear. This Gemara requires time to process. It's very hard to, for, it was very hard for me to get it the first time around. I learned it a bunch of times. So I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to be very clear, as clear as I can be, but it may require a Chazara later. And the Gemara says, Bedinhu, it's very logical. Just like the days of Tuma, when a person is Tame Shehizir, he is Megaleach Umevi Korban. So that's step one, is that we see that even by Yemechiluto, even by the days of Mitzorah that may interrupt a person's Nizirus, he's Megaleach and maybe Korban. That's part one. Here's part two. And just like when a person becomes Tame during their Nazirus, that those days which he is Tame, they do not count as the days of Nazirus. So to the same din should be applied. This is a double din. It's a double uh, svara uh, to, to get to the point that we're, that we're at right now, which is that the Yemei Chiluto are similar to the Yemei Tuma. Namely, in a case where a person becomes Tamei Meis, when they're a Nazir, those days don't count. So too, if a person becomes uh, a Mitzorah during their Nazirus, those days of Mitzorah don't count. So far, so good. Says the Gemara, Lo, that's not correct, because there's something that's unique about Mitzorah, something that's different about Mitzorah than there is about Tuma during Nazirus. What's that? Ten lines from the bottom, Lo. In regards to the Yemei Tuma, when a person becomes Tame during their Nazirah, there are times and scenarios we've learned over the past many blot, where when a person becomes Tame Meis, it could actually ruin their entire Nazirus. And therefore, and therefore, therefore, the days of Tuma during Nazirus don't count. But Tomar but when it comes to the days of Chiluto, the days of Mitzorah, which interrupt a Nazirus, and there we don't lose the count of any days when there's tuma by um, when there is tuma by a mitzorah. So you can't compare the two. The Mishnah started out, the Brisa started out by saying that maybe we could make an equation, a, a, a congruence between uh, a person who becomes tame that interrupts his nazirus and a person who becomes a mitzorah during the nazirus. Says the Gemara in the Brisa, no, not not that's not a good comparison. Because those worlds are not the same. Tuma during Nazirus is not the same as Mitzura during Nazirus. And therefore, the Gemara, the Brisa, this is all still Brisa, five lines from the bottom. The Brisa concludes, Amris, rather, what we should say is Uman Nazir Bekever, when a person accepts Nazirus in a Kever, in a, in a Besak Faros, Shesaro Rawilis Galachas, Ein Lomina Minion, where his hair 
is ra'oi to be cut. Those days of tuma during the zirus are not ola minaminyan. They don't count. The days of Mitzorah that interrupt in the Zirus, which is uh, not Rui for haircut, all the more so those days shouldn't count. And this the Gemara seems to accept. And therefore, my lab tiglachas tuma, don't we see from this brisa that uh, in regards to Tuma, because that was the last line there, Uman Nazir Bekevesh Asar, the fifth line from the bottom, Uman Nazir Bekevesh Asar, Roilis Galachas, Ein Olanomina What does it say? That a person who's Nazir Bekever, he needs to get a haircut. That was our whole question. That was the question of Ravashi at the top of the page. So the Gemara says, My love, isn't the end of this Brisa speaking about a case of Tiglachas Tuma, where a person becomes a Nazir once they're already Tame, and we see the Haraya that he needs a haircut, and the answer Ravashi is Kafta Raferach. We have our answer, everything is fine and good, and yes, you need a haircut, says Gemara Lo. Absolutely not. Maybe this Brisa was not talking about a case where you were first Tame and became. Uh, and became a uh, became a nazir. Lo, it could be tiglachas tara. Could be talking about a case where uh, we're just talking about the haircut at the end of nazirus, at the end of the process of all of the nazirus. But Dafka, the one by tuma. And Hachinami Mistabra, the Gemara says that this is actually logical to assume that this Brisa is talking about the Tiglachas Tara, the haircut at the end of nazirus, and not the haircut after tuma. Top of Yerchesamud Beis. If you want to say that the Brisa is talking about a case of a haircut after the Tuma status, then then it should then be the case that the Yemei that the Mitzorah would also need to get a haircut under those circumstances. And says the Gemara, Lo, that's not true. Tiglachas the Naziris Katani. We're not talking about, we're not talking about that case. We're not talking about a case of uh we, I mean, we're mentioning it. We're talking about Mitzor, but that's not the Iker Sugya. The Iker Sugya of Tiglachas is only talking about Naziru. So still, we don't have an answer. Let's try one more time. Remember, our question, Ravashi wants to know, Tame Shehizir, does he get a haircut after the seven days of Tuma? And the Gemara on the top of Yerchesim Abbez on the second line says, Toshma. The Pasuk reads, Vitime Rosh HaNazir, that the head of the Nazir becomes Tameh. What's the drasha? Betahor Shinitma HaKasuv Medaber. This Pasuk is talking about a person who was Tahor, who became Tameh. Shehu Taun HaAvara Seyar. He requires his hair to be removed, Vahavas Tziparan, to bring birds. The Liv Tores HaNazir Bekever She'ein Taun HaAvaras Seyar Vahavas Tziparan. And here we have a, a, a direct inference from a brisa that a person who was Nazir Bekever, a person who became a Nazir while he was in a cemetery, that person does not get his haircut. So again, to Ravashi's question, does he get his haircut? The answer should be no. And says the Gemara, wait, uh, how do we know this? So here we have to be careful with how we learn. is actually, wait, I could have learned a little bit differently. And then we'll reject it with the Pasuk we learned. Wait one second, says the Gemara. Not that way. I could have argued seven, eight lines down on Yudchesimad Just like if a person who was Tahor and became Tame, he needs a haircut. Beautiful Svara. Beautiful Svara. If you're saying that someone who was Tahor and became Tameh, that person requires a haircut, then if you start up Tameh, all the more so. so to that, the Gemara says, Talmud Lomar, Batimei Rosh Nizro, Bimishahaya Tahor Benitma, Kosumadaber, Sheyaton Havara Seyar Vavas Tipor, and Belifter as Hanazir Bekeber, Shmamina. End of the Sugya.
What is the end of the sugya? Rav Ashi wanted to know. Does he require a tiglachas? Does he require a haircut at the end of seven days for the tuma? And after our fourth marimakom, on the top of Yerches of 10 lines down, 12 lines down, the Gemara says, Shmamina, that there is no haircut for such person. So before you, what's going to get anyone, right? Unrelated sugya. Unrelated? Unrelated. That was the previous sugya that we learned. And we paskin like Rav Yochanan that he gets malkos for the Tuma also. The question is, we're learning multiple dinim. So number one was that. Number two, we saw that there's no shahia. There's no waiting or actually teku. We're not really sure. And here, the sugya that we learned is whether or not there is a requirement for a separate haircut after the seven days of Tuma for a person who's Tameh. We know that if a person's Tahor and becomes Tameh, he needs a specific haircut at the end of the seven days, but not if you start out the Tuma and become a Nazar. Under those circumstances, there's no haircut. Is there a separate malchus for each one? Separate isurim. But they can all be done on the same day, right? It's a technicality. I mean, whatever. It's whatever your body can handle. So it's, it's, not, it's not like, you know, you broke one, so the whole thing is out the window. The other two are still fouled. Let's say if you... You're still a nazir. Right. You just did an isur. Right. You're still a nazir. We just said... It's we just. If you become tummy, you have to complete your nazirus afterwards. Those days don't count as nazir days, but you still have a nether that you have to fulfill. You're still a nazir. So if you drink a cup of wine, that doesn't stop your nazirus. You just did an isra daraisa. That's just another malchus. Yeah, it's another malchus. Yeah. So basically, you're getting 120 whips. If you do all or three you, of them. Or each one. Yeah, I mean, we've seen sugyas and shas, like if it's behalamachas, if you forgot today you woke up, you completely forgot you were a nazir, and you started your morning with a cup of uh, Merlot. Most people do that. Yeah. And then uh, and, th and then you go to the cemetery and you're drunk. Yeah, and then you then you go to the cemetery to visit a loved one, and then you go get a haircut. Pasha, that's what everybody does. I think, I think the Raman says he also wants for it's a double no, but what about come with the Oh, it's the same, it's the same punishment. There's no Rabba. Yeah, that's great. Taka, I mean that's Nazirus. You violated your nether. In the Rabba. Yeah. If you memorize it. Yeah. I know, but I didn't know that. <laughs> I was so excited. My son, Alicia, is giving a Chabura in Ari Crown. So I was preparing the Chabura with him. It's beautiful, a steer in the Rambam. And one of the Rambams was Hilchos Nadar and Perik Zayin Halacha Aleph. I looked up the Rambam. I'm like, I learned this again. I don't remember it, but I know that I learned it. I know that the words exited my mouth. And then I had to like look back and like totally relearn it. He's like, Dad, you know this. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. No, let me just go hide with the Gemara Nadar for a minute and I'll figure it out. Okay, third of the way down, the Gemara says, Who is the author of the following b'risa? Now, finally, this b'risa that we're seeing now for the fifth time in the last three blot, we're finally going to learn a little bit about it. The b'risa says, the third of the way down, The only difference between someone who accepted Naziris when they were tummy versus a Nazir who accepted Naziris when they were tahor and became tummy, Ela shatame. Shenazar shvi shelo ololamina minyan the nazir tahor shenitma ein shvi shelo ololamina minyan who's the author of this brisa Amar of Chizda Rebbe the famed Rebbe the Amar he's of the opinion that the uh, Amar Rebbe ein nazirus tahara chala ella ad shmini 
he says that uh, the Tara only starts on the on the eighth day. If you wanted to say it's Rabbi Rabbi he that can't be. To Amar, he, Amar, he said he's of the opinion Nazirus Tatara Mishvi Hudechayla that uh, Tahara period starts on the seventh day. What did our Brisa say? That there's a difference between Tamesha Nazar and uh, Nazir, who was Tahara, became Tame. That one of them, the seventh day, is a double day. It counts as both, and the other one doesn't. Only Rebbe makes sense in that Gemara. My Rebbe, my Rebbe, Yossi, Rebbe Huda, where is the source for this din? And the Gemara says halfway down to Tanya. There's a Brisa. There's two psukim and uh, oh, let's start actually one at a time. The pasuk says, uh, When do we say that he should become kodesh again? He should become tahor. So that's going to be the day of the korbanos. That's the day. On, that's on day eight, which is reflective of Rav Chizda's understanding of the brisa that the brisa has to be Rebbe because according to Rebbe, one of the two people, either the tamei shehizir. It's not the Tamish Hizr, it's the other one. It's the Nazir Tahor Shanitma, who doesn't become Tahor until day eight. That matches with Rebbe. With Rebbe. Rebbe Yossi, Rebbe Huda, Omer No, Biyom Tiglachto, it's going to be the day earlier. It's going to be on day seven. Says the Gemara, wait one second. We have a Mishnah, Nazir Shanitma Tumos Harve. If a person became Tame many times as a Nazir, let's say he goes to the cemetery every single day, separate entrances. He leaves, he comes back, he the multiple, multiple. So if you violate the same Isra of Tuma many times, you can't become Tame again. <laughs> You're already Tame. You're already Tame. So says the Gemara, Mantana, who is the author of that Mishnah? Amar of Chiza, that must be Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Hudahi. Why? He says that the Tahor day, the, the first eligible day for this to occur is on day seven, because day seven is Miksas Ayom Kikulo, according to him. And therefore, that day is both the end of your Tuma and as well, the beginning opportunity for you to actually bring your Korbanos. What is the case scenario? So according to this Mishnah of Nazir, that only makes sense within the camp of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, skipping the parentheses, and even though it's true that he finished the time of Tuma, even though that's true, but there was no opportunity for him to bring the Korban, and because there was no opportunity to bring the Korban, we were not of him to bring multiple Korbanos. All he can do is bring one Korban for the many infractions that he did of entering the, the cemetery multiple times. The Itema Rebihi, if you want to say that that Mishnah was according to the opinion of Rebbe, According to Rebbe, that's not true. If you're nitma b'shvi, that case is not even a, a normal case. That's like becoming tamei on day two again. And that, that, of course, extends it. There's no opportunity to bring a korban, and day seven is a nothing. And that Mishnah would therefore not make sense according to Rebbe. And if the, if you wanted to say that the Mishnah was like Rebbe, and really the Mishnah should have said it was on the eighth day, that also doesn't work because And therefore, that Mishnah has to only be according to the sheets of Rebbe Yosef, Rebbe Yehuda. Now, why is it that Rebbe holds that he only starts recounting his Nazirus on day eight? My time of the Rebbe. So Rebbe puts two psukim together. So the way that Rebbe learns these two psukim is that they happen in sequential days. On one day, he finishes uh, his status of Tuma, and on the next day, he brings his korbanos. So it says the Gemara, Rebbe Yosi, Rebbe Yehuda, Imkain, 
What's with the extra words of, um, as we turn to the top of the next page on Yudchasimud Beis? What are the words by Yomahu Lamali? Why do we have those extra words? And he says, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, that those words are fully extra, and therefore he uses them to teach us something different. If those words by Yomahu are not speaking about the eighth day, because they're totally extra words, according to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, we should learn it for the Indian of Shvi, and therefore, like the Brisa that we were trying to answer at the beginning of this sugya, therefore the Brisa is like Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, that a person can bring their korbanos on day seven, and they start recount, they start their count again on day seven, right after they get up from Tuma. Says the Gemara, that's a fine answer for Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, but it's not what Rabbi said. But Rabbi, nami haksi bayomahu, what do you use those psukim for? So says the Gemara. He uses the words to teach us, even if you don't bring your korbanos yet, we still do count day eight as the beginning of your new count of Nazirus. Rav Chizda says the Gemara, you know what, you looked at this sugya and you said that it had to be, it had to be Rebbe. Uh, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda. You said the Mishnah had to be Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda. Why did you do that? And the Gemara says, I could come up with a way to learn that Mishnah on the bottom of Yud Chesamad Aleph. I could learn that Mishnah like the Shita of Rabbi. And says the Gemara, Lukma Kegon, we can establish that Mishnah like a case of the Nitma, where he became Tameh. Maybe he became Tameh after Shkia, after the seventh day at night. And under those circumstances, well, it's a new day now, your new count should start, but you can't bring korbanos yet. Maybe that could be the case that's reflected in the Mishnah, where it says that if you uh, violate the Isra of Tuma many times, you only bring one korban. So it says the Gemara, by virtue of the fact that Rav Chizda didn't establish that Mishnah like the Shita of Rebbe, it must be, Lema, perhaps, Rav Chizda is of the opinion, Kasavar, Lelia Lab Mechusar Zmanhu, Lelia, that Lila is not a time when Korbanos can't be brought. In other words, Korbanos can be brought at night. This is a discussion throughout Shas. As you can see on the side here, it's quoted in Chagiga, and then a couple of other places. It says the Gemara, no way. Amar of Adabar Ava, Habehatalia. There's no way that Rav Chizda holds that. He holds that the timing of Nazirus and the capacity to bring a korban at night are habehatalia. And here's how it would work out. If you say that Lila is not a time for uh, uh, if it's not a time for korbanos, then korban. When is a fitting time for korbanos? Only letzafra, only in the morning. Then nazirus nami ad safra. Whenever the nazirus will start recounting again, will align with the new korbanos. And If you say that night is not a time where korbanos are limited, that you're allowed to bring korbanos again, then nazirus tara chayla meurta. Then, then, then the night can count at that point. But there is no scenario, according to Rabbi, according to Rav Chiz's understanding of Rebbe, where the Nazirus would start at night, but the Korbanos would only be allowed in the morning. We'll stop right here, and on Shabbos, we'll pick up from the word Gufa, a third of the way down. We'll learn the rest of this Amud. We'll learn Dafti Tess. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah. It's at 4.03 this